This is me, this is Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy, and I'm the guy who hosts Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. My name's Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. <laughs> Today's guest, it's Oscar Firth Robinson. Hello, how you doing? Ah, uh, you, you, you play piano, don't you? I play piano. You noticed during that theme tune, there was no piano at all. No, and I was just so mad. I was seething through it. I was like, where's my representation? <laughs> you know, pianos, let's just say it, it's for wimps. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it's true. It's true. No one no one has been known to, like, pick up from playing a piano real good. Like, you, 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 get, you get things done when you play guitar. Yeah. And that's a fact. Even drums. Even drums. Even drums. Actually, I tried to do drums. And my mum bought like just a drum set online and I just didn't, I didn't nail it. It was just loud noises. And that's what some drum music is sometimes. Mm, for sure. For sure. That's like 90% of screamo. Now, we were talking before we turned the mic on about how Rove McManus walked out of my show. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I, I just asked him. Should you be ending every week of your show by implying that you're just banging all of Australia's mum? And he walked out and he's like, I ain't doing this. Yeah, he got on a flight straight back to Perth to do the open mic circuit. Yeah. I mean, I would too if I was Rove. Yeah, 100%. He's got that, he's got that project money. Yeah, he is. He is the pro- It's roving enterprises. It's roving it? enterprises. He is the Rove. Wow. Makes you think, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, it doesn't make me think. Do you not think much? No, I don't think I talk. You just talk before you think. I don't think at all, Oscar. Oh, just like Parliament, hey? Hey? Ah, uh, there we go. Oh, that's good, good, old, good old Pete and Dutton. The whole, that's the hard-hitting political satire yeah, we expect. Mo- most people won't say it, but here I am. I'll it, say it. Let's say it. Oscar says it. Oscar says it. Can we get a sting of that? Oscar uh, says it. Okay, maybe in five minutes <laughs> we'll have something. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> you maybe should start vamping. On my piano? My made-up piano? Yeah. Just pretend you have a piano here. Yeah, sweet. And, um... Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, yeah. We, we gonna do this, though? Like, we actually... You just gonna search for a... For yeah, a you gotta vamp, man. Ba-ba-ba. We're gonna do this. <laughs> and I'm not gonna edit this out. You're not gonna edit this out? No. Because pe- this is real, and people <clears throat> love real. Yeah, they don't like... No, there's too much content nowadays that is just super clean and organized. I've always said that. We need more random, unorganized shit online. I mean, have you ever considered that the lack of organization is me organizing? So it's like super meta. Yeah, that's what I say. It's my excuse. It could be pretty cool. I take that. There's something to be said about stuff that's like not quite you know, straight and narrow anymore. I like alternative comedy. 
This is a, a lead into a new segment. Oscar says it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find I'm an easy laugher. I, I once I get in a good mood, it's like hard to come down from that. But Oscar says it. What What are you going to say today, Oscar? I'm not a fan of red lights. <laughs> You won't see Oscar at the red light district. <laughs> oh, I have been to the red light district. Oh, so have I. I it was actually traumatic for me. Not like in a, like a bad way. I was just like 19 years old and I'd never been with a woman ever. And there was just like suddenly so many women like ushering me to come inside that I just like closed my eyes and then ran out of the Amsterdam like streets. <laughs> and you run straight into that weed cafe. No, I've you know what? I've mm. never done any kind of drugs. It oh, is... Stop ragging. Oh, Oscar says it. <laughs> you got to give him time to get the joke. Then you play the yeah, That's sting. it. The silences yeah. are always... Um, it's timing. It's, it is comedic timing. Your show had a lot of silences whenever you, you said things at the comedy festival, right? Um, well, after usually a punchline. Usually I don't stop talking. Really? It's usually just to get the show over with. You know when you do when you write like eighty minute shows and you got to do them in sixty minutes. No. Well, <laughs> let me tell you. When you start writing eighty minute shows and you got to fit them in sixty minutes, you just fucking barrel through. That's you, some that's some good work though. Getting eighty minutes. You step on all your punchlines. I wrote your song. I wrote some songs for your show. You composed some music for us at the late night party, boys, and we are internally grateful. It was fun. I was. It was. It was weird watching my music being performed by you guys, Paulie. Paulie, yeah. <laughs> yes. Because I was like, I'm with it, and it's like, it's like, I know what it is, and it's like my notes that it should be were not coming out of your <laughs> mouth. So I was like, maybe I wrote it differently. I blame Damien. Why? He's the one who wanted <laughs> that type of song in the show. He wanted that like show tune. He wanted life. show tunes. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not, I can kind of do punk music. You heard the intro. That was you, wasn't it? Yeah, that was me. How did you, did you do that yourself? Did you? Um, I had someone help with give, the music and the instrumentals, but that's all me and the vocals. Give him a shout out. Uh, Ruben Fitz and mate. How good. You hear that, Ruben? Ruben, you did it. Thanks, Ruben. Theme tuned for 70 episodes of this show now. Wow, 70. Yeah. Coming up there. Yeah, I don't acknowledge the first 70 before where it was just a god-awful intro. Oh, right. So there, there was a previous intro? Yeah, but I slapped together at 3 <laughs> Can we hear it? I don't even know if I still have it. I let's think not I... spend five minutes searching for no, it. No. No, let's just keep barreling just keep, forward. They always say. Oh, yeah. But, um... No, Damien wants to live out his show tune dreams, and I'm over here like, man, I'm punk rock. So if you weren't doing comedy, you would be a punk rocker? Probably, if I had any kind of musical talent. Hey, I heard that intro. That was something. Uh, some sort of vocalization. I liked it. I'd give it to you. I mean, I wear this pink mask. I mean, you see I'm wearing this pink mask right now. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird because I'm not sure what you look like. No. No one does. <laughs> What 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 was the choice behind the pink mask? Why did you decide that? Makes me look like a cartoon character. What cartoon character? Um, just a cartoon character in general. It it detaches me from humanity. 
So I can probably get away with doing more risky stuff. Outrageous, crazy stuff. Mm. Like if I look like how I usually look and talk about how a wolf boy attacked me and mm. now I squirt coffee out of my nipples. People will nip- think you're crazy, wouldn't they? Yeah, but then you have the pink mask on and it's like, it's a character. Oh, it's a vibe. It's a character yeah. choice. Do you have a character? No. Unfortunately, I have to live with the person I am on stage every day. Because I thought your name, I thought Oscar Firth Robertson was a stage name. It kind of is and, in a weird way. And that you were born Academy Award Firth Robertson. <laughs> no. Well, the funny thing is, so my last name is actually Robertson. I'm uh-huh. Oscar Robertson, um, but my mum's last name was Firth. And then when my mum and dad had a, had a divorce, my mum wanted a little bit of her name in my name. So I changed my name on Facebook to Firth Robertson um, and then just never really changed it back. But legally, my, na- my full name is Oscar Peter Firth Robertson. So when I go on stage and people introduce me as Oscar Firth Robertson, it is almost a stage name. <laughs> and I said it. Oscar says it. Oscar. Oscar says it. The hot take. I'm Uh, taking my mom's name and my dad's name and now I made it. And I'm doing what no one does. Double barrel. Double barrel names. Where did you get that guitar? You're playing it so well, Ross. Yeah, I didn't look it up. I just needed to look up a tutorial on YouTube to remind myself. We paused for 17 hours while he got that lick down pat. It was... And then I had to. He like, locked the doors. We to, weren't allowed to leave. I had to go get my guitar, my amp. It's a lot of work. Lead. But it was worth it for that one bit, wasn't it? To play it over and over again. How many listeners do you have? 18. Sick. Do you know them? Oh, personally? I like to believe I do. Yeah, right. One day this will pop off. One day. If this was to pop off. Would you be excited or super nervous that 140 episodes where you could have said something problematic would come out? Here's the trick, Oscar. You say it's a character. (laughs) (laughs) I've said so much stuff on this show in the heat of the moment, Mm. in the heat of this might be funny. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of garbage out there that I've said. Yeah. Do you have like... Do you have a story that is like your worst bomb ever, like on stage? Uh, this is bombing with Eric Andre. It's an actual podcast. Is that a thing? It's an actual podcast, bombing with Eric Andre. What does he do? Just he talks about talks about to people about the worst times they've bombed. Oh, crazy! And then he had to, he does have a bit of a guitar. Sting sound design thing going on. Yeah, right. So we're we're stealing we're stealing we're stealing it. That's all right. It's not the first time I've stolen from him. <laughs> you got a huge sign on the wall that says this is Joe Rogan experience. I do. And what you won't know or not know, Oscar, is this podcast was originally called the Joe Rogan Experience. Was it? Yeah. Until I got that cease and desist letter. But is that because your middle name is Joe Rogan? That was part of it, but apparently not enough to get by. Old Rogan's lawyers. Right. He does have that fuck off Hollywood money, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got that news radio money. <laughs> yeah. But what is your worst bombing story? Worst bombing story. Where would I be? Well. 
I just saw you do that rock and roll devil horn thing, so I had to do it. You have to, 100%. I know the listeners can't see that, but I no, saw it. No, 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 you saw it. We could have just let it go. We could have just let it go, but I saw I it. I don't mention the fact you're not wearing pants, and you just don't mention the fact that I do my rock and roll devil horns. Well, I am not wearing pants, and when you do podcasting, you want to be so comfortable. Comfortable from the waist down. Do you, you have sponsors? You want to expose the truth and yourself. <laughs> That's lesson one, Oscar. <laughs> He says it. I am wearing me undies. <laughs> <laughs> and they look so good because of Manscaped. Yeah, I cut myself shaving down there. <laughs> oh, There's a lot of wounds. Um, my first ever hour-long Adelaide Trin show. Was that a whole bomb? That was just a fucking nightmare. Wow. The only two people who showed up was like a sports journalist from the Adelaide Advertiser. Great, so a reviewer. And their friend. Oh, right. <laughs> it was Do you ever wonder what, like, their car ride home was like then? They were like, what the fuck is this? It's like, why am I doing this? <laughs> like, was, we could have seen any show at the Adelaide Festival. It was also 11pm on a scorching hot Friday, February night. Cool. A lot of words there, but I think... You got the point, though, right? I, I, did. Did, oh, I did ramble my way to a... Coherent no, I, I'm, I'm for it. When I was um, in year 10 and year 12, I went to a very good private school. They took us to Adelaide to go see some stuff. I'd never seen so many penises before until I went to the Adelaide Fringe Festival. Every show, people just got naked. Ah, oh, they just came back from Gollier, right? I've no idea what that is. That's a clown school. Oh, in France? Yeah, the, yeah, famous, it's the like, famous clown school they all go to. Mm, that's right. And they come back and they're like, this is the art of undressing and then that's it that's the show and there's a sexist old french man who looks barely alive who tells you what comedy is and if you do it wrong he hits you with a stick is that a gollier yeah that's that's gollier himself did you go to see gollier no i have no <laughs> interest in seeing gollier i have no interest in going to europe i have no interest in just if i'm going to europe it's gonna be for those weed cafes and that red light district baby you'll just see me running away yeah but not clown school no you know, if I, want, if I want to, you know, degrade myself, I'll go work at the red light district. At yeah. least then. Then I might actually go. I mean, then I'll get paid. Really? So that's actually less degrading than giving money to learn the art of clown. Do you remember the first joke you ever made? Like the first joke you ever wrote? The first joke I ever wrote was the, I don't know if it was a joke or a Bill Hicks rant. Right. Who's about Bill Hicks? Bill Hicks. Oh, you don't know who Bill Hicks is? Any popular culture reference. Oscar Fairf Robertson. This guy told the truth. There, I said it. He fucking told it. He was the original Oscar says it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was angry guy. Yeah, right. Angry guy. And I wrote something about how atheists are annoying or something. I was 18. That's pretty young to get into comedy, hey? I, I, I had no proper worldview. Yeah. And I was going to bring this up at a shitty open mic at a bar in Muralbark. Is that in Victoria? That is in Victoria. Are you country boy? It's not exactly the country, but it is closer to the country than Brunswick, where we are right now. I love Brunswick. We are. We're Brunswick's. Brunswick is like crazy busy all the time. Yep. 
Especially Sydney Road, which is a nightmare to drive through. Oh, 100%. That's why I just... That's why I just glide. Glide through on a scooter. You glide? 100%. Mate, you glide? I gl- hey, bro, you glide? <laughs> I glide all the fucking time. Yeah. Hey, bro, you want to buy some glide? Glide does sound like a drug, doesn't it? That is a, that is a good name for some amphetamines. Glide sounds like a This name- podcast I'm- now sponsored by Glide. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> Oscar sells it. <laughs> Glide sounds like a form of lube, does it not? Oh, don't don't do that to me. <laughs> don't make me sound like I just sponsored lube. Are you not sex positive, Oscar? I'm positive that it exists. I was sex positive once, but I got some pills at a pharmacy to clear it up. Hey! <laughs> if this was a live podcast, you would have at least a few chuckles. Right now. Oh, yeah, a few. Just a few. <laughs> Just a few. And if this was the last live podcast that this show did. Where was that? At the Rubber Chicken. The, the late Lo- Rubber Chicken. No, it closed because of this live <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, like they survived Tibetan protesters, but then you did one thing and they're like, you know what? Well, it was yeah. Mark Oshka's fault. Was it? He said the end. <laughs> he said the end word four times. Right. And you did, did you bleep it out in the final... Of course, I bleeped it out in the final edit, but everyone knows what he's saying. Yeah, right. You could have just cut it completely. I could have, but there was also a lot of really funny stuff in there. You could have, No, you could have just cut that little bit, though, surely. No, you got to leave the whole thing. Yeah, you're right. You don't want don't to cut it, I guess, weirdly. I mean, just because Mark kind of looks like Charles Manson. Yeah, okay. I see that. He's such a lovely guy. Great guy. Yeah. Lovely. Not really a hateful guy. No hate, I don't no, think. No, no. He just likes... He just likes messing with the uptight people, you know? Sure. That's sort of where he's coming from. Sure. Yeah. Um. So you you did the live podcast and then they closed down. Yep. <laughs> Ross Purdy destroys comedy in Melbourne, specifically. Apparently it's a good thing. What is? Destroying the rubber chicken. You, you believe that? Some people would say that. I don't know if I believe it, but. I'd say that any time we lose art in the city is a sad day. Oscar says it. Now, guitar is not your instrument of choice. No, it's not. It's a piano. That's correct. Did your research? I did do my research. Were you on Australia's Got Talent? No. I was on X Factor. Oh. You do not do your research. <laughs> I think it, um, So wait, this isn't you? This isn't you that I'm going to play right now? On Australia's Got Talent? On Australia's Got Talent. You didn't do some duo thing with someone named Joshua? Let's hear it. All right. Let's hear it. This is Big Brother. No, it's not. Yeah, he's playing the piano. And Joshua's playing the violin. Yeah. It's not quite me, though, is it? No, that's, this is definitely... This is definitely... That is a 12-year-old Chinese boy. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't see race or age. 
<laughs> he could play piano way better than I could have ever played piano. It sounds good though, doesn't it? You know he's got the Suzuki method down pat. I mean, you've got... a very rare blow for the people that understand music. Yeah, you've music. got your entourage here. I do. This is my, I got my cousin here. Hey, they were all related on that show. <laughs> what show? Entourage. I've never seen Entourage. Yeah, one of them was his brother. That's cool. Never seen it, though. Yeah. Yeah, we did an episode of this show where we brought back Entourage as a podcast. Did it, did it, did it, did it do well? What's a good podcast for you? Is it like 10 views? Yeah, 17. Hold on. <laughs> hey, Damien. Hey, dude. Hey, how you doing? We're doing a podcast right now. Oh, you are? Who? Oscar, happy birthday uh, for the other day, dude. Ah, uh, thank you. Why do you keep answering mid-podcast, you animal? He is crazy. You called up during this podcast, not me. Yeah, he didn't know that. Hey, yeah, you're not meant to answer. <laughs> well, you're not meant to call. It's rude. Of, it would be rude to not accept the phone message. Ross doesn't get a lot of phone calls, so any phone call he gets, he wants to really just milk. capitalize on it. Yeah, milk. Hey. Yeah. Has he been roasted you, Oscar? Not yet. Oh, you haven't started yet? No, we've started. I just don't think he's roasted me. Ah, oh, okay. I did compare him to a 12-year-old Chinese boy, whether or not that's a roast. I mean, <laughs> in what context? Some kid that can play piano very, very well. I'll take that. Oh, yeah. I thought I thought Oscar was on Australia's Got Talent. Turns out he was on The X Factor. Very close, though. Oh, uh, yeah, they're different shows. Completely different shows. One's cancelled, one's not. So, Which one? Uh, which one's still on? Australia's Got X Talent. Oh, Australia's Got Talent. Oh, yeah. This is riveting, Damien. This is oh, a riveting yeah. conversation. Thank you for calling up in the middle of this Ross, podcast. Ross, you you, you got to answer. I've given you connections. Oh, Australia's Got Talent? Yeah. Have you been on Australia's Got Talent, mate? Yeah, I, I fucking pooped on the flag, GG Allen style. <laughs> I, I've been told that I should go on Australia's Got Talent. And it's like, I understand the thought process. I just don't know if I can go through it again. Because it is what a process. You? Did you have a stage mum? Did she hit you? <laughs> My mum did not hit me. Um, and that's a hot take, but I, I went on, I went on expected. This is a full story. It was quite traumatic. I think I was 14. Um, this is an exclusive as well. I've never spoken about this. Oh, on wow. Podcast. Wow. Only I'll, on Ross Petty destroys right? comedy. It was, I was 14 and I, and I was like really into singing like, but like I wanted to be like a jazz singer because I really liked Michael Bublé's sound. And I, and I remember going to my very first audition and it was at um, Caulfield Racecourse. And I walked in, it was like really early. I waited in line all night, all day. Um, and I got there at like 3 p.m. And you go into this room with a producer and then you sing a song. And I sung like Feeling Good by Michael Bublé. And then they go, cool, here's the little ticket. And you go to the next room. And only if you got that ticket do you progress. So people were coming out sad, crying, and then I was got this ticket and I was like, holy, holy guacamole. This is my moment. Like 
this is my first sign that I've like done something right in my life. So then I, I go to my next, the next room and then I sing again and then they go, wow, so great. So then they go to me in another room and then we kind of like speak to a producer and they write, they go, you know, get all of our information, all of our things. And I said, my name's Oscar Firth Robertson. And I said, not Robinson, Robertson, E-R-T. And then, and then I go to the final room in front of the director and probably about 17 other people. And I'm 14 and I loved it. Every moment of it. I sing my song. They say, you know, kind of like a congratulations. And then then I don't hear anything for months. Then I get a call up and they say, we want to hear 10 songs that you would sing if you're on stage. So I submitted 10 songs, which I, I have like, I have it on my computer still all 10 songs that I would have sung. And then they didn't hear anything for a couple of months. Then I get a call and they say, you're going to go on X Factor. And then I'm like super, super excited. And then all of this time, I never mentioned any of my story. Then the night before, um, or a couple of days before, I get a call from a producer just doing their last due diligence. And they said, why did you audition? And I said, it was super funny. Um, the girl I like today asked me if I was told me that I should go on X Factor because my voice was so good. And I thought it was super funny. And he goes, wait, the girl you like told you to audition. And I was like, yes. And all of a sudden these clogs started turning with them. They were like, they turned into like sharks that had, are spotted blood. The story. I had now this story that they wanted to run with. Like a 14 year old short little fat boy that's in love with this girl. That's not going to love him back. <laughs> like this is the moment. Right. So, and I'm mean your mum beat you until you said you liked my Yeah. Boots. Everyone wants to go down that rabbit hole. It was like, oh, I have an abusive family. Everyone's got an abusive family, mate. Grow the fuck up. It's all about love at the end of the day. Why do we watch romantic movies? Love. You know? Why do we come home at night? Ross, why do we come home at night? Nowhere else to go. Love. Nowhere else to go. <laughs> so, here it is. I'm like, and I, I had, I saw like, I was like a deer in the headlights of love. And I noticed that like, this was my way to kind of make it. So I, I leaned into it. It was more of a yes. And for me. So then they asked me questions about this and that and the other. And then the whole thing kind of builds up to this moment. And then I go on stage and then they lowered my song to be in like a a really low key for a 14 year old soprano. So it was extremely low. So I couldn't sing it. Force your voice to break and make you a man. Well, they wanted me to sound like I couldn't sing the song in key. Right. So I'm, cause now it was no longer about me being able to sing. Now it was about me being in love with this girl and then screwing it up on TV. Oh my God. Those animals. So I'm in front of, in high sense arena in the city in front of like four or 5,000 people, you know, in my head killing. And then they stopped me and then it's like, you know, and then they like <laughs> kind of just said no, two yeses, two noes. Um, and then a lifetime of bullying <laughs> pursued after that. But makes for a funny story, doesn't it? Like a funny video. So they set you up to try to make you fail. I don't think originally. I think originally they were setting me up to sing well. And I think as soon as they saw this story and how it only had a very small story arch. It wasn't as big as like, let's, let's see how his, his dad reunites with him on the very last show. Whereas like, I always thought you weren't a singer, but then I saw you tonight and you were singing so well. And I'm sorry that I used to beat you. 
you know, they didn't have that anymore. Your dad was a sovereign preacher. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they didn't have that. So my story wrapped up so nicely that they were like, well, we in failure. Let's just get him out. Oscar, they could have got the girl on and then they could have done a married at first sight thing with you at 14. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Rate some ratings. And that would have been nice, wouldn't it? And to be honest, they told me three days before it had, they said, hey, just want to know, have you told Annalise that you're on X Factor yet? Uh, her name was Annalise. Sorry about doing that again, by the way, Annalise. Um, and then. What was her last name? Oh, no, I, I won't. Last names. I like the fact that I know for a fact one day she'll be like 45 going through a divorce with her husband and then she'll load up my video and think back and be like, one day I had a love. It could have been me. Like this was, I had a boy out there that loved me this much. And he, and I let him go and she, she pours herself another glass of vino. Um, and anyway, but that was, that was the story. Damien, did you get what you wanted out of his phone call? Uh, I got so much more. <laughs> I got so much more. I was going to talk about a marketing email, but this is way better. Thank you. We don't talk about marketing on this show. We talk about tragic stories. You should of- fucking talk about marketing, mate. You got 18 listeners. Let's get this up. We've got more listeners than that. Prove it. Show me your stats. 50 at least. 50? Yeah. That's that's good. That classified, I would say 50 is good. I don't know where they're coming from, but I look at those stats on average. Nice. Almost 1,000 a month. Uh, I am wearing merch. Are you still on the phone, Damien? You're still here. You didn't hang up. I actually think you elevate the podcast, Damien. I'll give you some privacy. I mean, four episodes of now, at least, Damien's called up, or I've called him. You've, you've, yeah, you you've thought that it was going so bad that you need to call him. Well, what throws people off more than calling some other person up in the middle of the show? Yeah, right. And people like that? Next time, next time you could just pretend I'm your agent. That's good. There's some controversy and you've got to clear it with me. When you have a guest on, that could be a good bit. Yeah, I was going to say, Damien, we had Rove McManus on the show and he walked out 35 minutes in. Uh, what, what, today? Uh, last week. Ah, uh, Rove, you know. What did you do to him? I just did what I normally do, man. She didn't do his research. Turned up the heat. I turned up yeah. the heat. He says what he's thinking. He actually took off his mask and the moment he looked at his face, he was like, ah! Then walked out. Yeah, he shut his pants and just left. Is it on the seat that I'm sitting on? No. Thank goodness. On the seat your cousin is sitting on. Oh! So hey, context, Dam- my cousin's in the in the room. Damien, there's like a fourth person here. He brought his cousin into the podcast? He's got, he brought his entourage in. Oh, man. Get on the mic. Say hello. Hello, world. I'm Arky. I'm Oscar's cousin. Putting on a deeper voice than you usually have. For who? 50 listeners? Just for the scouts out there. The lovely ladies and the mums in the audience. Does your cousin say Mark? Nah, Arky. Arky. Yep. That's a story, Arky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's put you on stage. (laughs) Hang on. This is a code name, Ark Oscar. There's no collection there. You're like, nah, everything's a bit. Something will work here. 
No, I'm just, I'm honestly Oscar, just with a different voice. Just, uh, yeah, I'm just putting on an accent. I'll just go back to being Oscar now. He's throwing his voice. Yeah, it's me again. Hey, guys. Just wanted to sound like a proper man for a second. Right. Tried it out. Wasn't for me. I'll let you work your magic, Ross. Uh, Oscar, try not to get infuriated by him and walk out. A lot of his guests do. Well, only Rove has done it so far. Uh, that's not what I heard. <laughs> I heard... Hey, it's more than just a uh, rove. Wow. Really hit spilling the tea. You're going to cut this out? You're going to edit this one out? Yeah, Corinne Grant. Carl Barron. Reuben K. Reuben K stayed. Really? Yeah, he thought it was like a BDSM thing. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's gay, get it? I'm going to stop that now. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Damien. Happy birthday. It was his birthday the other day. It was his birthday, and he his gift to us was calling up in the middle of the show. Yeah. What do you guys talk about when the mics are off? That's what I want to know. Uh, the conversation doesn't veer too much away from what you just heard. So there's nothing. Nothing. Whole lot of nothing. Seinfeld was a show about nothing, and it was one of the most popular shows of all time. I've never seen Seinfeld. You've never seen Seinfeld? What's the deal with Seinfeld? You've never seen Seinfeld? That's a little bit of a mix of John Mulaney and Seinfeld, isn't it? Do a good John Mulaney impression. Have you heard have you heard this very famous scene from Seinfeld? It is no laughing matter for actor Michael Richards while performing at the last actor last weekend. Oh no, stop this. <laughs> stop this stop this clip. Stop this clip. The language may be disturbing. Stop this clip. Shut up! 50 years ago you had your home tied down with a f***ing fork up your ass! You can talk! You Why can are you talk, doing you can this? They don't bleep out that? Wow, I was expecting a bleep On out. the news I was well? This is TMZ clip. I was expecting them to bleep it. Yeah, they bleeped out the F word and then they're like, this one's good to go through. I don't like that. <laughs> I mean. Wow. That's two references now to that for you for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> you're losing You're losing listeners. Yeah, I, ha- I halved my audience. Yeah, we're in Brunswick. It's not the place. Yeah. Not the place for this kind of stuff. This is destroying comedy, your comedy career. That's actually the full title of the show. Right, is that right? Ross Purdy destroys his comedy career. And you just thought it was too many words. Yeah, cut to his, cut the career. Just comedy. Yeah. What does it even mean? Because, like, destroys comedy. How? Where do you get that idea from? Where did I get that idea from? Yeah. Don't you ever see yourself as being, like, a, a, a shake? Guevara type revolutionary no. fighting the man. No, I love to follow rules. Well, here's the thing, Oscar. I don't follow the rules. You know how some people like being good? Mm. Well, I'm the opposite. I like doing bad things. <laughs> Look at my shit. Yeah, you comedy. Look at my shit. <laughs> Look at my poo. <laughs> Look at my shit. I got TV over there. Yeah, that's good. Scarface on repeat. That is playing. I don't. I haven't seen it, so I don't want to get any spoilers. Can we 
Put it back to the start and watch it for yeah. the whole rest of the hour. Hey, it's, it's Scarface on repeat. Nice. Scarface on repeat. Have you ever been on TV? Uh, no. Well, that's the end of that. Yeah. Finishes that story off. Uh, I mean, I filmed a thing for um a web series. It's going to be out eventually. What is it? Uh, About the emu, emu war. <laughs> the- Hot Dad Productions did it. Who did? Uh, Hot Dad Productions. Who are they? Uh, Jay Morrissey, I don't John know Campbell. I, I don't know any of these people. I don't know these people. Well, they've all worked on ABC stuff. You know Fancy Boy? No. Uh, Jonathan Schuster? No. Yeah, no. Jonathan Schuster? I'm not very traversed in any popular culture. This isn't popular culture. This is, <laughs> this is our comedy scene. I'm kind of new to the comedy scene. How, I know, new? I, How new are you? I started in like 20. 2019, end of 2019, I did my very first set at um, Gorilla in Hawthorne, which is now closing down, by the way. Yeah. Super sad. Because I did a live podcast there and Mark yeah. Moshka said the <laughs> word. <laughs> yeah, I heard, I heard about that. Um, no, so I did my first set there and then I did Raw Comedy in 2020, which was my very first time doing musical comedy. Um, and then that kind of spread over from 2020 to 2021 because of COVID. And then I took a break from 2021 till like the tw- end of 2021. And I started again in like April of 2022. Here I am. Here you are now and you've made it. Thank you. You're on this podcast. This is when you make This is it. what I've heard. I heard if yeah. you don't, you know, if you don't make it by the time you walk out of this podcast, you know, you haven't made it in the Melbourne comedy scene. Some people say it's a lot like Weird Al. When he does a parody of one of your songs, you've made it. When I invite you on this podcast and make a joke out of your name, mm-hmm. your career, it's made straight to the top, sweetie. Straight to the top. You're a you're an award winning comedian, award nominated. Sorry, I won an, I I won a nomination. You won a nomination twice. I won mainly hand around hand out those five times for the same award. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, how'd you feel? How did I feel when you lost? Like when when they when they named Alex Hines, how'd you feel? See, my problem was I had Chappelle Colby do a cameo, and it was only like 10, 20 seconds. She did a whole like cabaret dance musical thing about Chappelle Colby. Mm. I mean, twenty twenty two was like the Chappelle Colby year. It seems like. Did you actually reference Chappelle Colby for twenty seconds? Uh, she's on the a little website called Cameo. Is she? No way. What did you I, get her to I, do? And I got her to. <laughs> well, I got her to endorse the World Peace Project for from the general. Within the world of my show, the World Peace Project was, um, nuclear annihilation, and the general was a fascist dictator. Right. So I had her endorse a totalitarian dictator. Have you heard um, Flavor Flavor? condone cardinal george pell yeah he shouted out cardinal pell yo cardinal pell like yeah he does the whole whole thing it's so funny it's such a funny bit now that's a weird different kind of flavor of love love with pell yeah oh no 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 you don't think oh no just saying no to that that line that line of thought. <laughs> if uh, Flavor Flav had Cardinal Pell on his show, Flavor of Love. <laughs> I don't know this reference, but I like 
the bit because it sounds funny. So did he have a show called Flavor of Love? On VH1, he had a... There was a show called Flavor of Love. Right. And there were a bunch of, like, women competing for the affection of Flavor Flav. Oh, so it's like... It's like Farmer Wants a Wife, but for rappers. <laughs> it's like the Farmer Wants a Wife, but the guy who wears the clock... The clock, the clock necklace. What's a wife? You can probably delete this line of thought. No, I think we're going to keep it. You're going to keep it. Yeah, it's going to be add to it's my authentic. list. It's going to add to my list of things I wish I didn't say in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in memoriam for your career, and it's just all of the things you've said that are problematic. Well, Oscar, I don't know about you, but I tell the truth. I tell the truth, mate. Okay, what's the truth? <laughs> you tell you tell me the truth. As I said, I'm not a fan of red lights. Oh, I yeah. hate that shit. Oh yeah, we've been there. Yeah. Hey, do you run a do you run a comedy night? I do. I run a <laughs> you asking for a spot? <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is whole this is whole, whole big thing, so you can come to my show. It's, a, it's a, at the comedy at Classic in Elstonwick. Is that a cinema? It is a cinema, um, but there's a nice little jazz room. It's on a oh, Wednesday. It's always a jazz. It's always a jazz room. Yeah, there's a baby grand piano there. Um, oh, you'll love that. Yeah, I host it with um, Sal Cicero, so it's very good fun. So come on down if you want to come on down. I'm just wondering if you ever had an act that went that was going terribly, so you decided to start playing a movie to play them off. No, I'm never on the stage when that happens. Um, I have had acts do terribly. I've had acts that have done so badly that you wish you played a movie to play them off that everyone left like during the break. So we did act one, did a set. Um, and then we have like a little 10 minute break and then three more comedians. And then we had an audience of about 15 people and then everyone left. So the show was just over. That was, that was rough. That was a rough night. The secret is you don't have a break. Now we don't do breaks. Yeah. <laughs> now it's just straight. We like, I've, I've like condensed it down. So it's just like very tight. I, I think comedy works best in an hour. These, a lot of these nights, they do like an hour and a half, two hours, too much time on comedy. There's a reason why comedy specials go for like 55 to 60 minutes. So we have six comedians, 10 minutes, powers through. It's over in like one hour and 10 minutes max. And it's clean. It's clean. Comedy at classic. It's clean. Not like it's clean comedy. It's just it's just clean. Like it, it it's clean comedy. <laughs> yeah, clean comedy. <laughs> Bring your kids. Don't don't do that. I had a, I had a, at my comedy festival show. I had kids turn up, and it's not for kids. That was stressful. You didn't have kids showing your name like a million times. No, you did. Didn't no, you? we did. And did you get kids? No, we didn't get kids. Thank God. Because you're at a bar at eight p.m. in Collingwood. We're at a downstairs at a gay bar. Is it a gay bar? Yeah. That's why I got so many free drinks. Yep. Secrets out. So you got anything to plug? Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, do I have anything to plug? I'm doing the Geelong Comedy Festival. Oh, look at you, Mr. Geelong Comedy Festival over here. Also, I'm like 27 followers away from 10K on Instagram. And it's so annoying. Like I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, a, like 9,980, right? And I was like, I'll post this reel and I'll get the last 20. This will get them. And I was like 30 followers. 
busted the reel. <laughs> so now it's just slowly building up. So that's my other plug. What was it? I, just me just doing stand-up. Me just playing piano, singing a song. I don't know oh. what it was. I thought it was funny. Well, you know what I, we said at the beginning? Pianos for wimps. It's always time back. Time back. That's a, that's a, that's a pro move for you. Academy Award, Firth Robertson, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Ross. Like